Hard to believe we're already into 2022 and some things have not changed. Mommy! It's the MomCast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. MomCast! It's MomCast. Welcome to MomCast. <laughs> we have not changed. Nope. Um, and now we're, I feel like we're right back where we were a while back, talking about the pandemic and remote oh, learning. All of it, all of it is back. Yes. We're not ready for this. No, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh my Ooh. gosh. And and Heather and I, not Greg so much, our producer, but Heather and I have been commiserating about our weight and how we're <laughs> yeah. going to try and get rid of it. Oh, I'm just commiserating silently. Yeah. I've, I'm getting some pounds. Please. <laughs> no, I'm 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 silent because I'm preoccupied right now. I'm uh, I I can't really th- be thinking about my weight. I just had a procedure done. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, I'm I'm surprised you did this. I went under the knife, and yeah, I got a I got a vasectomy. So that's it. That's it. No more Hansberries. The producer of MomCast gets a vasectomy. <laughs> it's not right. I tell you, it's not right. Oh, after listening to us, I'm surprised he didn't do it sooner. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, I yeah. get it. We have I two. I've got it. two kids, uh, nine and seven. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, we just kind of thought that, that it was right. And, I mean... I don't feel super comfortable talking about it without my wife because she'd be able to fill you in more. But, you know, there there's so many hormones involved with women and pregnancy and, and uh, birth control and different things that that played a lot into it, you know. Sure. So, I, I, again, I, think, I can't speak for her because I, my body isn't uh, no, affected by her think, hormones. Yeah, well, say, <laughs> other things are affected by her hormones. I but. was going to say, I think most vasectomies... I, not most, but a good percentage are for women. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, when they, it's, 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 it's safer, it's uh, yeah. easier, it's quicker. Yeah. You know. So I'm sure. And, and, uh, you know, you're not doing it without your wife being in agreement. So, right. Yeah. I get it. Well, yeah. Aunt Stacy's a little sad, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we get it totally. Well, um, so, uh, yeah, that, Knock that off my list of things to worry about here okay. uh, shortly. So now it would appear, Heather, you're the only one that could have children. Oh, no. <laughs> Left on oh, mom no. Cast. We took care of that a while ago. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Uh, so we're all done here. Here's the thing, and this mu- is another too much information thing, but at the after the procedure, the doctor tells you, I'm sure you can agree, Greg, that you need to come back and have your sperm tested to right. make sure that it took. Do you think that my husband did that? He never went back. No. So, I don't know if he's shooting blanks or not. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, Isn't that the exciting part of it all? No. Nope. Right. <laughs> That's risky. How long ago was it? Oh, it was probably two years. Oh, I'm I mean, sure he's I'm done sure by now. I'm sure it's fine. They, they say, the doc, my doctor says uh, between 15 and 20 uh, evacuations will clear it all clear it out. out. Yeah, and I trust oh, it. Okay, so you've got a little bit before it. Right. Okay. Because you got some built some right. some right. living sperm okay. built up. Yeah. We're all moms here. We're moms we can talk about yeah. that here's stuff. Here's the thing: <laughs> if my doctor, as a woman, said that, you bet I would have gone in there on that's the six funny. month sure. mark, and because that's just you know, well, the doctor said I have to do it, you know. But men, his excuse was, well, I went in there and they were closed, so I just left. That's what he. It's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Famous last words until you guys you know, are welcoming. You hear about three. those vasectomy babies. You know? Oh, I know. I know. Okay, so that's a big turn of events for 2022 <laughs> yes. for us. 
Hopefully it all goes well, Greg. Yeah, yeah thank you. So far, so good. So our next chance then for children, MomCast children, would be our, Your our daughter. kids. All of our kids. We all have daughters. Mm-hmm. We better be a long way from them being moms. <laughs> yeah, she's 15. She better be a <laughs> yeah, long way. Right. Yeah, I don't want any major announcements mm-hmm. for many, many years. But but eventually. 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 We yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's one development <laughs> that has happened since MomCast uh, started the year, which is kind of nice. We hope your year is going okay. And, gosh, we're hoping we're going to get through this here soon. And at some point, life will get back to some sort of... Normal point. I, I don't know even if we'll know what that is anymore, but it'll be different. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it will be. So we're going to continue our conversation. Um, Revision, LASIK and cataract surgery, a good friend of MomCast, and they do just a wonderful program, Revision Gives Back. And this is different charities that they actually work with and give back to throughout the year. And it's usually people that they just kind of came in contact with whether they were patients or a patient told them about something and that's kind of how it has uh, come come to be mm-hmm. uh, but we're highlighting different charities starting out the year with two new charities thrilled to get to know more about them and Paige is going to fill us in on those now how did revision and at home by high connect you know, we've really looked to support local nonprofits and people who are doing great things in the community. And I had seen through it was it was through the nomination for the Short North Alliance that Katie was nominated for her work at At Home by High. And another connection, another past revision gives back honoree uh, Betsy Pandora with the Short North Alliance that she had actually. Um, been one of our recipients and spoke highly about Katie and the work that she does. And so I pretty much randomly reached out to her because of what I read about her, her character, what I knew she was doing. And it, it really was kind of a, an anonymous reach out meet. And I was so impressed by the work she does and here in our community. And I think you're going to love learning more about what she does. Well, we're thrilled to have Katie here, the founder of At Home by high. Tell us about it. What so, is your mission? Yes. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. Um, At Home by High is actually part of the village movement. And so the village movement started in Beacon Hill around the two early 2000s. Um, and the idea is neighbors helping neighbors to enable older adults to age in place within the communities and homes that they love. So we're not an actual entity that people come to live, right. we support them where they are. So our specific village focuses on the Short North, uh, Wyland Park, a portion of the University District, and Milo Grogan. And so because we're a grassroots organization, we really try to meet people where they are and provide services through volunteers, um, also staff we're a staff of two, so super, uh, <laughs> super small, but um, we're we're happy to do the work that we do in the community and really learn what the older adults we encounter need um, so that we can really adjust what we do to meet their needs, again, where they are. Um, but we also do events and activities so that people can connect more with their community members, whether it's volunteers meeting older adults, older adults meeting other older adults, 
folks that are caring for grandkids or other family members, everybody trying to support each other so that we can get through this life, hopefully happier and healthier. Well, I love that because I think I think we forget. Everybody kind of forgets about connected, being connected, because as we get older, we lose people. We may have means for taking care of ourselves. We may have a home that we're able to stay in. But if you're there by yourself, that's that's an area people don't think about often. And it could mean the difference between life and death, honestly. I mean, 100%. giving people a reason to get up in the morning. Yeah. And I think so often, too, we move through this world very differently than we did when I was a child. Right. So we knew all of our neighbors growing up. Um, that isn't really the case anymore for many different reasons. Right. People have different work schedules. Um, you know, we're not out and about in our yards as often. We don't have welcome uh, <laughs> wagons anymore. Um, all of the things that really could connect us more. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood um, in Columbus and, uh, you know, we we saw each other every day. We all came home from school together. Our parents were in bowling leagues together. Um, but now there's the neighborhoods are just so mixed um, with all ages and all backgrounds, which is wonderful, but we need to reconnect more purposefully. And that's what we love about our organization. You know, not everybody is comfortable knocking on their neighbor's door and saying, hey, I'm new to the neighborhood. Let's stay connected or let's hang out. Um, let me help you if you have had a surgery or if you've just had a baby. Let me bring you over. It's a weird thing to have to do. And so what we're able to do is kind of be that connector for people um, and really, you know, purposefully introduce the, you know, stay at home parent that's down the street and may have the opportunity to drive someone to a doctor's appointment um, or just come to the coffee meetups with us and enjoy each other's company. Um, so really specific grassroots interactions to support our communities as we all age. That We're is, all aging. Yeah, we are all <laughs> yeah. aging. And I would bet that's extremely hard. I mean, I, I have to say people are reticent about answering the phone sometimes. I know my mom. My mom is 80. She, I'm there with her and she will not answer. I'm like, mom, I don't like to be on the phone. She's in good health and all of those things, but she is not connected because she doesn't want to answer the phone. And if someone comes to the door, she's not going to answer the door. <laughs> no. So, yeah. so how connecting you, people yeah. has to be oh, extremely hard. How do you get so over those barriers? That's a, a great question <laughs> because when I first started it, it was challenging. Um, the whole reason I'll backtrack just a second. The whole reason that I started this was my experience being the caregiver for my mother. Um, she passed away in 2016 and I, Gained so much knowledge about being an advocate, being a caregiver, um, but also felt so disconnected from my community at the time. We were really isolated. And I had my daughter, who was, you know, three years old. Um, we were all three very isolated at home. And it would have been amazing to have more community support, more people that just knew that we were in need of some kind of connection. Um, and so I do this because I didn't want that knowledge to go away when she passed. 
Um, and so I learned about Age Friendly Columbus um, and started volunteering, learned about the village movement and the two villages current when they when we initially began um, that had already started in German Village and Clintonville. Um, now we've grown to five um, six villages in the area that are supporting different neighborhoods. And we want villages to kind of be a thing for every neighborhood um, to bring that support. And villages can be all ages as well. But I think what is so interesting going back to how do you connect, my I've come from the nonprofit world and um, supporting low-income individuals is really important to me. I've lived in Columbus all my life. I've lived in the short north for over 20 years. I really wanted to make sure that folks living in subsidized housing knew who we were and could get the support um, that we offered. And so I reached out to Homeport and CPO management and said, hey, can I talk to your residents in these senior community um, apartment buildings? And they welcomed me and it was it was wonderful. So the next thing was building trust Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because, yes, you're right. People do not like to answer the door or the phone if they do not know who you are. (laughs) But I showed up, did my little intro. They met me. They were like, "Okay, maybe. (laughs) Right. Um, But then I kept showing up. A couple people signed up. And I kept showing up to do services, to do events and activities. We do a weekly coffee meetup um, so that people can, again, kind of come in knowing maybe one of their neighbors is there. And that kind of gets them through the door. Right. So slowly but surely, we kept getting referrals from neighbors telling neighbors. Brilliant. And it just it went from there. And then they're like, you're the girl that keeps coming. (laughs) to our apartment (laughs) building and we see you like every other day. This is weird because we don't see many people come to us. You know, services for older adults are usually centralized. You know, you call a phone number, you never see your case manager. They check in every three months and that's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's a great service, but we are in the community. We're five minutes away. We're down the street. Our volunteers may be next door. Um, And so it's a really great way to build community and get people to just meet each other. And I bump into my members all the time and it's awesome. You know, we go to the grocery store like, hey, how are you doing? And it just puts a smile on your face that you know people in your community again. I mean, I love the short north because you do get that feeling. But so many of the older adults living in subsidized housing do not get that connection. They're in their apartment buildings watching TV and isolated so often. Um, It's just we want to get people out and experiencing the life and vibrancy of our city because it has a lot to offer. Um, and not many people really get to experience it the way that I've experienced it. And I want to show everyone how amazing stuff can happen in just your day-to-day life. And it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. So when you became a recipient of Revision Gives Back, um, how did that benefit Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, it was a huge motivator. I mean, uh, the pandemic has been a huge drag. Um, And so (laughs) funding is always a challenge. You know, that's going to be the story with almost every nonprofit that you talk to. Um, Serving older adults, funding is usually concentrated to housing, uh, meals on wheels and 
you know, different supportive services like um, the Furniture Bank and and things like that. So for a very small grassroots organization focused on older, older adults, we really don't qualify for United Way funding or bigger sustaining funds each year. So every year we've had to raise like 90 percent of our budget. Um, through individual donations um, and just begging, <laughs> just basic begging. Um, and so when Paige approached me and I was like, you are kidding me. I didn't have to do anything except be in existence. And I could not, I really could not believe it um, because really every dollar goes back to the community and it is so helpful to not have to write another long grant that half that takes you slightly out of your mission each time because you need to do something that is just not what we do um and so you know again the visibility that this program has is just amazing and so we've you know, Paige is great, a great connector. And I love people that love to connect because again, it's like, you know, neighbors connecting neighbors. It's, it's businesses connecting other businesses and, um, you know, people that are interested in getting involved in their communities, but don't really know how. Right. Um, and that's what this is great for as well. So I'm just thrilled that people can hear that there are organizations out there that can fit their passions and that you know, getting involved isn't a hard thing to do. Sometimes volunteering is just going down the street and helping someone take out their trash or going down the street and having coffee with us so that there are more people to talk to and more people to meet and interact with. Um, so it's it's a really, I, I just cannot thank Revision enough. Um, it's It's been so lovely to stay connected um, as well because Paige, you're just awesome. Oh, I I think to just add, you know, what what was really inspiring for us is we can connect your story in in meaningful ways, but also to a whole different audience through our platform of what we do, because we do quick, short videos and we reach it through our social media. And a lot of who we are working with are my connections are different local eye doctors here in the Columbus area. And so many of them want to get involved. And if we can find small, meaningful ways and be an example for other small business owners, it doesn't have to be these big, grandiose checks every time. Sometimes when you're volunteering, it takes time. It takes it, some of it's just time. It's not even even always a financial donation. And so it's finding what you can do. And I, and I challenge anyone who wants to get more involved to find your passion and see what you can do to make an impact in the community you live in. Katie, how Mm -hmm. can someone directly help, whether it's volunteering, um, giving, whatever it is, financial time, how can they help at Home by High? Sure. Um, So we have many opportunities. So first of all, our website is www.athomebyhigh.com. H-I-G-H dot O-R-G. Um, and we do have opportunities to volunteer. Um, it's not something where you sign up, you do this massive, you know, gift drive or something like that. It's literally, you know, can you help 
take someone's trash out once a week or can you help walk a dog or can you do someone's lawn? Um, And it's usually a repetitive thing, but it's based on your availability, the tasks that you want to do. So, for instance, if you don't want to drive anyone, you will never see any of the services about driving. Um, Although I will say driving is our 100 (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, must ask for. Uh, bet, yeah. it, it's it's the most challenging thing because we're doing um, getting people from place to place, whether it's a doctor's appointment or to our events and activities. That's the biggest challenge for everyone. So many of our members, we have about 80 percent of our members are low income. Um, over 50 percent are African-American. Most of our members don't have vehicles. Um, and so giving getting people from point A to point B without having to wait for buses and delays and, you know, dealing with weather and, and all of that kind of stuff. That is our number one need. Um, so anyone that has a van is even more uh, <laughs> more needed. Um, but I will say, too, we need board members. We need people that can use their knowledge and experience to help our organization grow and become more sustainable. Um, And so if that is something that people are interested in, they can reach out to me directly through our website. Um, We're also on Facebook, Instagram. I love our Instagram page um, because I love taking photographs of what we do. Um, And so it really tells a great story about, you know, who our members are, what we do. The funding through Revision helped us to implement the second of two community gardens at um, the apartment complexes that we serve in our area. So one is owned by Homeport, the other is CPO management. Um, And we asked this year because of the pandemic, you know, our, our members are really needing something at home to do outside. And so many of them grew up gardening. They grew up on a farm or what have you. And they really wanted a space of their own to grow whatever they wanted. And so um, the first through Homeport, we received a grant through the Columbus Foundation's um, Urban Garden um, Funding, which was amazing. Um, And then the second, we were like, we're just going to do it. We don't have any funding for it right now. We're just going (laughs) to we're just going to do it. Um, And so we we utilized um, some of the supplies at uh, Godman Guild's community uh, garden because they are, you know, no longer going to be in Wyland Park. So they allowed us to use a lot of their bricks and supplies. And so we loaded them brick by brick, moved them over and over. Um, and then we found out how much we would get from revision. And I was like, Paige you're helping us get this garden. Um, So we started buying the dirt and all of the supplies. And now we have two very luscious, amazing community gardens that can grow each year and give our residents more things, more healthy alternatives um, to spend their days and really enjoy the outside. I was telling Sam and Paige this morning, like there are butterflies now outside Like that has been something that they have not seen in their apartment buildings in a very long time. Just like life, flowers, vegetables, fruit, like it is it is amazing how healing gardens can be. And it was so helpful for me during the pandemic um, to start my own garden and and to see the joy of our members experiencing the same thing was so beautiful and I mean, it makes me want to cry. It was just, it was, 
people need a relief from their day to day and an excuse to go outside. And so this was such a meaningful project and it would not have been possible without revision. So I thank you guys. Well, and I know as you're saying that I'm I'm getting a little emotional, too, just because the alternative to that, not only does it give them fresh produce to eat, which I think is incredibly important, gets people outside. But for some, it's a purpose. It's 100 percent a purpose. Just a purpose for them. And so many get out. And I remember before my dad passed, that was his thing. They had moved. He was very isolated, I think, in many ways, but more so needed a task and a purpose. And that just brought him so much joy because he felt he had to get out there. And even though just it was a little bit every day, but then carrying the fruits of his labor and maybe giving it to a neighbor or gifting it to somebody just changed the whole game for him. And I can see that happening for everybody involved in that garden. It seems like a simple thing, and yet it can mean all the difference in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, just talking about purpose even more, so many of our members are volunteers as well. Because again, they see what we do and they want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And they want to have that purpose and involvement in their community. And so some of them will help us in our food pantry deliveries. Some will help with transportation. If they're going to an event and they have a car, they'll pick up a few other folks as well. Um, But also just handing out our newsletter each month to other residents and little things like that just gives it them something to do outside of their day-to-day routine um and it helps us so much <laughs> yeah where's staff of two did i say that i'm um, still back on that yeah i'm i'm still very excited <laughs> we just got a, an office space oh. thanks to the wood companies i'll just give them a plug right now um <laughs> they gave us an amazing uh office in the short north that uh we can actually afford which is fantastic and we have space to grow but that again is such a huge hurdle for small nonprofits um and so we're this year has been honestly a, a very odd one and the pandemic has opened up a lot of funding which is great but i think a lot of a lot more funding needs to open up because so often it's categorized into these um, buckets of, you know, these are for kids. This is for, you know, health related things. This is these are for workforce development funds or housing. Um, older adults are usually not in that equation. Um, and that really needs to change because we're living longer. We need we all need more support. We'll, um, we'll all be there. Yeah, man, we will. Yeah, we're yeah. lucky. I if mean, we're fortunate. I, we will all be there. A hundred percent. And I'm. I. It. It makes me very sad to see folks that should be experiencing their golden years, uh, being ignored, and not having, uh, fun and interesting experiences. You know, I want to. I. I want to learn new things every day if I can, and I. I do. Um, and now a lot of our members are experiencing new things. We had one member, we decided on a whim to go to the Cincinnati Museum because another village, uh, the Clintonville Village, um, Village in the Ville was going. It's free. All we had to do was get transportation. So we were like, Psh, we can go too. One of our members who was in his 80s had never been to a museum. Wow. Ever. <laughs> and he was like, 
this is amazing. I have never, I never thought that I would enjoy this as much as I enjoyed it. And I never thought that I would see pottery here next to, you know, uh, clothing and, (laughs) uh, you know, these paintings from, you know, Europe and all around the world and artifacts from Egypt. And I mean, it's, we want to give people things to look forward to because every day is a gift, right? I mean, it's, it's truly, um, we can have an impact on other people's lives. And I, I'm so excited that we have the opportunity to, to share, um, what the world has to offer and hopefully we'll take more trips and do more fun things. Um, but that all takes funding and staff. Absolutely. So, Katie, tell us one more time how we can help, how we can connect with At Home by High. Absolutely. So our Facebook and Instagram are really the best ways to see what we're doing and how to stay connected. Um, So it's just At Home by High is our tag. Um, And our website is www.athomebyhigh.org. Buddy Up Tennis. So, Paige, tell us how this connection began. Sure. So... This connection actually came through a mutual connection here with the radio station um, employee, Mark Buckingham, who incidentally, Mark and I were at Otterbein College. I will still call it college, not university. (laughs) Won't conform. (laughs) Um, But we were at Otterbein at the same time. And I also was a tennis player, too. And so I know Mark is an active tennis player. And he said, oh, my gosh, I volunteer a lot of my time. Um, with this organization and it's called Buddy Up Tennis and they just do amazing things for kids and you know if anyone knows Mark you know whatever he says is usually authentic and, and real and gold and he goes you have to meet Beth and so he connected us to Beth. We went over to um, one of the organized tennis camps you we were hosting for the kids and the energy of the, the kids there and all the volunteers, it, it was it was magic. And we we were sold almost immediately that we we're like, we want to give to this organization and Beth and her passion and your story with your son. I, I think it's it's just an amazing story as far as what you've built, as far as the community and bringing it together. So, yeah, that's Beth, how we met <laughs> because Beth, who is the founder of Buddy Up Tennis uh, here with us in the MomCast studio. Down syndrome is touched your family. Yes. So thank you both. Um, so I have a son, Will, who's 16 today. But um, at age three, um, he wanted to learn how to play tennis. And I have an older son who plays tennis. And our coach wanted to teach my son, Will, who has Down syndrome, how to play tennis. And really, there was no programming out there. So what's transpired is we've created it. So we have um, created a program that's um, specifically designed for individuals with Down syndrome. This started back in 2008, and we, at that time, really just wanted to teach Will how to play. And what's transpired is that there isn't ongoing programs for individuals with Down syndrome um, to learn how to play tennis. And so from what's happened is um, we've created our program 
and others from across the country um, actually have turned to us to bring a program to their um, local cities. So we now have over 25 chapters across the United States um, that's providing our adaptive programming for individuals with Down syndrome, um, which is pretty awesome because we can provide programming for kids who are five and then our oldest athlete is in New Hampshire, and she's 55. So tennis is a sport of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great sport that you can play um, with friends, that you can grow and evolve through independently. You can play in your backyard. Um, but it is something that really connects our athletes. And what's happened is that um, since we did start in 2008, and we've been, we have a huge retention rate. Um, because our athletes come every week. We get to know our families, and our families are very close, and they share with me what they need. And so they said they needed a fitness program. So we created Buddy Up Fitness. So now we have six chapters across the country that we provide a fitness program for our athletes. Um, Our families kindly told us they needed a summer camp. (laughs) (laughs) We started a summer camp um, over six years ago, And we have that in some of our locations as well. And um, our latest venture is, you know, as I've shared, since we started in 2008, we had some athletes that came in and they were maybe in their teens. Well, now they're young adults. And, you know, our kids kind of fall through the cracks with schools. There's some wonderful school systems in Columbus. But when you put kids with special needs all in one room, everyone has different learning styles, learning abilities, learning challenges. There's a lot of kids that really can fall through the cracks, which is ours. And we're very proud. We have created an environment where our kids can learn and grow and they can reach their fullest potential if we really just create the right curriculum and um, connect them with the correct people. So we've created a life skills program and uh, we're doing a communications class and a cooking class and we're going to be starting a technology class and finance class and we have a um, babysitting class so these are really giving our athletes skills that perhaps will help them to live independently or to be able to get into those challenging programs um, that ohio state or um, capital or columbus state offers and they could be a candidate and, and get into those schools so that they can have careers um, or volunteer or live independently and um, really have that sense of belonging and give back to the community. Uh, you, your son is 16. Yes. Um, and I would say, have you noticed, you know, I think that many of the challenges are challenges that we put on Down syndrome, that, that we placed on people with down syndrome and are you finding like in the last 16 years through programs like you're doing some of the challenges are there i mean clearly but many we need to knock down and i think maybe through what you're doing are you finding that to be the case that people are finally saying you know what (laughs) some of these some of these restrictions i don't know if that's the right word or we just oh they can't do that right we're putting up barriers we're, we're the creating. ones doing that yeah. and i'm sure yeah. through your program and with your son and many others you're finding those restrictions need to go away that's a great great um 
point because it's organizations and companies like Revision that you know provide us to give a different lens and really create awareness of what our athletes are capable of doing. Within our organization, uh, we talk about if you expect more, then our athletes are going to strive for more and they will be more. So we create this environment where our athletes can hopefully reach for their fullest potential. We place all of our athletes with a volunteer. They have a one-to-one relationship in any of our programmings across the board. We have a very formalized training program for our volunteers. And part of that is letting them realize if you set the bar high, our athletes will learn. They are going to learn at a different pace, but they will learn. And to that point, you know, we're a very grassroots organization. We're a very learning organization. And you know, we learn a lot with Will. Will's our guinea pig. And <laughs> I threw him into everything from a typical program. When he was three, I had him in Taekwondo or I had him in gymnastics. And then I have him in Special Olympics. And I would take how he learned and responded and to help build our programming. But you know, Will's also gained the confidence as all of our athletes do, to conquer challenges in the outside world. So Will today, he plays on his JV football team. Wow. And he um, dresses for varsity. He got in for a varsity game and made a tackle. And he did that because, you know, we have groomed him and provided him with an opportunity that, you know, he can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had to have people believe in him to do that. And that's what's happening with our athletes, too, is that now they have the confidence to be a part of a team or to join a club or to volunteer. So it is just a matter of changing those expectations in the community. And the perceptions, yeah. It's absolutely. I mean, that gives me chills. And as a parent, I love, you know, all of the Revision Gives Back charities i've noted page that that you're you know highlighting and and spotlighting in our momcast are people that have gone through something personally mm-hmm. and that is what encouraged them to start something because there was a need as a parent it doesn't matter with your children no matter what's going on with your child um we want them to be the very best they can be we want them to have every opportunity that any other child would get to have. And I think that that can be a very reasonable expectation if we do break down some of those barriers. So uh, for me, Beth, I love this because this is what we want for all of our kids, right? Right. This is Mm -hmm. what we want. And it seems like, oh, well, tennis, yeah, because you're right. Now look at what your son is doing. And probably there are a lot of parents out there that could say the same thing about their kids who maybe are now adults. It's Mm life-changing. Who would think, okay, Tennis is life-changing. Well, other parents whose kids maybe did not um, have Down syndrome that might have been in front of their name or, you know, people having expectations. I know as a parent, my child being in any kind of sport is life-changing because there are so many different benefits, very few of which have anything to do with the actual sport later in life, Mm -hmm. right? Right. It's all about (laughs) being on a team. It's all about reaching goals. It's mm-hmm. all about teamwork. All of those things. It's physical fitness. All of those things that you are bringing to to kids that maybe others thought, oh, well, I don't know that that's possible. 
So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and to that point, we did start with tennis. And then as I shared, you know, we've grown into fitness, we've grown into summer camps. And then, you know, a big part, what we're seeing is life skills. So we did rebrand through this year and we are now Buddy Up for Life because we do have those three pillars of impact where we can have programming and health and wellness, which is so critical. And that gives you that team. And then we have um, what we call our friendship pillar, where we have a connections program where our athletes can partner with those volunteer buddies and they meet up once a week. And just, you know, Will is very known at school. He doesn't have a lot of phone calls on the weekend saying, hey, do you want to get together? Our athletes need friends. So, you know, it's it's a um, time period where they can get together for an hour a week. And our athletes and, you know, as we said, we, we call our volunteers buddies. Our buddies really look forward to that. And then our third pillar is really that independence piece. And um, that's for our life skills program. So we are Buddy Up for Life because um, it seems to be sure. ongoing <laughs> and it impacting, you know, multiple parts of, of one's life. You know, it's really interesting because at the time when we met you, mm-hmm. and I really want to advocate for everything you're doing, mm-hmm. it is so true. We actually at Revision through another nonprofit, um, a group called Best of Both Worlds, we actually had a student with Down syndrome come in and volunteer. He needed to learn job skills, and he came with a a job coach. And we firsthand got to see someone who hadn't even used a stapler before, and it, and every time he stapled it, oh, it was this like new, new thing. A surprise. Yeah. It was a surprise because he'd never had that opportunity. And yet by the time he finished his program, he ended up staying with our organization mm-hmm. and helped volunteer time until he could get on with another organization for work. And we loved him. He he was so great. He was so capable beyond what anyone ever gave him credit for. The interaction for him to have with our team and just giving him that opportunity and even his parents, they said, you know, it, it's incredible to just see how far he grew from when we first met him to, you know, when he left to go take a job somewhere else. But it, I encourage anyone to take advantage of that opportunity of any of your uh, kids as well, because it really does. You give people a chance and an opportunity and encouragement. It fosters the best possible thing. Yeah. Thanks. And it sounds like your organization doesn't really limit the age because age is just a number. I know uh, working with adults with disabilities at a previous nonprofit, which was the most rewarding job I've ever had. Besides being the host of MomCast, oh, right. um, it's okay. Heather. It is it's rewarding, okay. yeah. but I, no, I love hearing these things because these are some of the struggles we had. Um, because a lot of these adults that we served didn't have programs like this and Buddy Up for Life, and so we were trying. We were we were behind the eight ball, but we still were trying to get them out in the community and learning job skills. But you know, age we found you know doesn't doesn't really matter when mm-hmm. it comes to ability, and um, they would be so confident and they a lot of the people we worked with just came with kind of a a passion and an excitement that maybe someone like me who takes things for granted a lot of times doesn't have you know and so just a joy to be around and so you really don't have an age limit right I no not not 
um, for say, we have, you know, to join our tennis program, you have to be at least five years old, okay. but then there's no age limit. Um, for our life skills program, what we're trying to do is start at an early age of 14. So at least there is some skill set there. But then, you know, a 14 year old has different skill sets than some of those young adults that you were talking about. Because teenagers in school now have access to things that some of those young adults did not have 10 years ago. So um, we do, you know, definitely accommodate both and can provide, you know, definitely training and everyday life skills um, to help them so that potentially they they can get jobs and given that opportunity. And we have a wide variety of skills and athletes that are capable of doing very different things from working into an office to, um, you know, we partnered with the Red Cross and some of our athletes completed a babysitting program. So we have an athlete that was not permitted to volunteer in her church nursery, but then after she completed our program, she could. And so now, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that ripple effect is perhaps she can go into a daycare and help, or maybe perhaps she can, you know, get into that Columbus State program. So she's starting to build her resume. So it's mm-hmm. really fun to see, you know, the things that are happening with our athletes and how, you know, the community is partnering with us and embracing our athletes and breaking down those barriers. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really even more impactful, too. Sometimes, as you said, you were inspired, um, you know, just our volunteers, too. They are really impacted. And we have volunteers that come in as a teenager. Maybe they're helping for service hours. We had a volunteer that came in at 14, graduated from high school, went to Ohio State, and uh, was part of Fisher School of Business. And now wow. we're volunteers um, from Fisher's Cares. She graduated from Ohio State and is currently working at Wendy's and then had, you know, Wendy's help and give back to us. So it's really just fun to see the connections and the impact that we're making and um, how, you know, Columbus is just such a great community mm-hmm. that's really helps mm-hmm. each other. How can I uh, twofold? First of all, I know there would be parents saying, boy, if they're not already involved, this sounds like something great my kids might need to be Mm -hmm. involved in or my Mm -hmm. young adult. Uh, First of all, how can parents get kids involved? Secondly, how can we help you? Sure. So there's if you want to get involved, if you um, have a child or someone with Down syndrome or know someone with Down syndrome, um, definitely go to our website at um, buddyup4forlife.org, and you can uh, register as an athlete um, for any of our programs. Um, If you're looking to volunteer, you can go to our website as well, um, and that's buddyup4life.org, and you can definitely participate. We have six programs a week (laughs) right now, so we have um, two fitness programs, one on Wednesday and Thursday nights, Um, where we definitely need volunteers. We have our life skills program. We have two communication um, for life classes running twice a week. And we have our tennis tennis, um, clinic running Saturday mornings. So there are, um, and we also have virtual Zumba. So we um, created a lot of virtual programming during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) Zumba is our favorite, and that's Monday nights. And um, so we still have a huge (laughs) following for our Zumba class. 
But really, um, you know, in terms of volunteering, we have tons of opportunities and ways in which you can get involved. And you don't have to have tennis experience or fitness experience. It's really just wanting to be a part um, of our organization and really connecting with our athletes. And um, a fun thing that anyone can help us with right now is that we were very fortunate to be a part of the Columbus Foundation Better Together campaign. And they pick a nonprofit and our specific um, cause that we're looking for is those life skill classes that I talked about. We're looking to launch a um, technology for life class. So um, we're trying to raise money for um, iPads so that everyone's on the same device so that we can um, help our athletes to learn basic things in Word or email and calendar and give them those skills that you and I may do every day, but folks don't do, um, you know, they, you know, they've aged out of school and they, you know, would need to learn those skills. So you can definitely go to the Columbus Foundation um, Better Together campaign and support us there. Well, ladies, first of all, Beth, thank you. Founder of Buddy Up Tennis, now Buddy Up for Life, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Paige York, Director of Development, Revision LASIK and Cataract Surgery. Revision Gives Back. Thank you uh, for highlighting for us some of the great charities. For anyone that would like to find out more about Revision Gives Back, Mm -hmm. um, maybe these charities we've highlighted and others that you might help, how can they do that? Of course. Um, Visiting our socials, uh, Revision Eyes. Dot com. That's a great way. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, most all the social medias. So you can even call our office. Um, you know, you can ask for Paige. I'm always happy to sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk to someone about what their needs are, um, what they're looking for. And I've been able to really make some great connections uh, over the years. And I get to meet these inspiring uh, today, inspiring moms who just really care and make a difference. And, you know, that's the fun part of what we get to do. So I appreciate the offer and, and being here to support this. Well, thank, thank you. you. And of thank course, you. I mean, Heather, yeah, if you have, you know, eye issues, there, there's <laughs> oh, that. Oh, sure. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We do amazing things on the volunteer side, but I mean, our real business, we, we get to help people see better. So sure. our world is cataract, uh, LASIK and corneal procedures. And I mean, that's really cool as well. It's the one thing you use every single waking moment of the day. Yeah. So Absolutely. treat them well, take care of them and see us for an appointment. If, mm-hmm. if anyone has questions, we're there for you. Perfect. Thank you so much, ladies. We appreciate it. Yeah, I could do this all day. I know. I could absolutely (laughs) do this all day. That just pulled the heartstrings today. And I love Stacey Gray. You could feel that passion. Mm -hmm. It is incredible to hear what is going on in the community. And I love that there's things we can do to help. There's volunteer opportunities and support that they need. And so that was awesome. I, I almost cried a little bit hearing about the kids and the tennis and such a a fun day. I could really talk about this stuff all day long, but it's time to go. So you can find us on Facebook. And then if you could also maybe review us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasting, and that helps us reach more moms until next time. Thanks for listening. 